1: Welcome back to Duskball Scoundrels. I am Jared Logan. Welcome to Glass Cannon and welcome to tonight's episode of Haunted City. We are in a Victorian uh, metropolis that's run uh, on demon blood uh, and we are living uh, at the bottom of the ladder of privilege in this place. We are the lowest of the low. We are the scum. We are the villains. We are the low lives. We have to eke out an existence in this haunted city night after night. We are, of course, playing a game of Blades in the Dark, a fantastic role-playing game by John Harper and Evil Hat, Sean Nittner, and a bunch of other great people over there. This game is the greatest role-playing game uh, written in the last 20 years. Buy a copy, and you'll know what I'm talking about. We had an interesting session last time. We had <laughs> a really... And we 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 ran a score meaning a crime uh trying to um uh, pull off a heist of some electroplasm a very important resource in the st- uh, city of Duskfall and our our players uh they succeeded uh but my god uh <laughs> it it got really uh, out of control. Um, I mean, that's what we want to see in role-playing games. Everything being controlled and uh, nice and prim and proper would not be as fun. Um, Let me bring in these agents of chaos uh, and uh, let them say hello to you. Uh, He is a role-player you've seen on the Glass Cannon many times. Uh, You've seen him uh, as part of the improvised Shakespeare company. You've seen him on shows like The Good Place. Uh, And uh, he's just... The G O A T when it comes to role playing, please welcome Mr. Ross Bryant. Yes, yes, the
2: the goat, the horned one, the satyr. Yes, um, yes. Uh, that's uh, you're uh, you're too kind. And and uh, and currently, my character is um,
1: uh, bleeding to death in an alley from electroplasmic burns. Well, I wouldn't say bleeding to death in an alley. You actually entered the ghost <laughs> web, uh, and then uh, I stand corrected. In- then a vat of electroplasm exploded on you. So hmm. you might currently be bleeding to death in uh, an alternate pocket dimension right now. We're not exactly much better, sure. Much, much better. Um, But we, yes. more more on that shortly. I want to bring in another other players. And then I want to really talk about what you guys got up to last time. I'm going to go to the other man uh, in this uh, triumvirate. He uh, is coming to us all the way. From London town, UK, Uh, bonnie old London's what I call it, Um, showing that I have not really been anywhere in my life. Um, This guy is a fantastic actor, improviser, uh, and uh, a voiceover artist that you've heard in some of your favorite video games. You've seen him on HBO Max. Please welcome uh, a true true agent of chaos, Abu Salim. Hey, what's up, buddy? What's up? What's up? What's up? so i understand you haven't slept in 48 hours is that Absolutely correct Absolutely not. i have not slept so are, <laughs> no, are, are you doing what happens to me are you seeing wolves out of the corner of your vision i kind of i, I don't know
0: what i'm seeing but i don't know where i am and yeah. uh but it's good though it's it's all fine it's all great it's it's healthy
1: you're in the shattered isles you're you're in Acheros in the city of duskfall okay
0: okay take my word for it right absolutely please help
1: (laughs) well as i said to abu before we started uh, being on no sleep is bad for his personal health but great for tabletop role-playing game decision making so i can't wait to see what kind of interesting decision fun session (laughs) it's gonna be great um and finally uh she uh is amazing and uh, uh, sparkling and effervescent and also uh, a really talented actress and improviser that I'm always happy to have in all the games I play. Um, and uh, she just brings so much to it. Please welcome, give your love and energy to Josephine McAdam.
3: Hello, hello. Hello. I will take your energy.
1: Take my energy. <laughs> uh, take my good. I'm sending good vibes before we get into this uh, oh, universe of death and uh mangled bodies before we uh, enter the fictional universe in the real world i'm sending good vibes to you. I,
3: perfect. We're all about the vibes here so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um wh- how do you think about how it went last night or uh, not last night but ra- last <laughs> session? Have i have i had uh two days oh, of insomnia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: look, i on that session Abu and i have switched places cuz i had little sleep for that one. So, you know, the memory is hazy. Um, I We're, think it went great. It was a little chaotic, but for a first score, I
1: mean uh right for a first first score, I mean we, you know some of us are still learning the game. I actually think you guys did you guys it, the fact that you accomplished a goal is pretty good uh, <laughs> so congrats on that. uh, why don't I give a you brief know, that's, that's right, Jared. We should have an
2: attitude of gratitude. For- <laughs> Yeah. For achieving a goal. Yeah. Who cares that we summoned a quote unquote demon and blew up a bunch of guys (laughs) and and, uh, threw a bunch of bombs and one of us is currently uh, smoldering in a liminal space between the realm of the living and the dead. (laughs) You gotta focus on the positive. Mm That's right. It's the
3: emphasis on a goal that really is. Exactly.
2: A singular goal was achieved
1: so what if this is a world where the sun was shattered a thousand years ago and the dead walk among the living, let's keep a stiff upper lip and a positive outlook. Uh, and let's do a brief <laughs> recap. So people, you know, in case they don't remember, it's been a while since they've watched our last episode. Uh, they know what we're talking about. Our crew is a crew of shadows mean that they specialize in robbery, burglary, sabotage, and spying. Um, they are shadows. They stick to the shadows and run those kinds of criminal <laughs> operations um in our last yeah. episode clandestine secretive <laughs> yes. yeah hush very hush. sly. at least that's what it says on the on the crew sheet however um in our last episode uh our leech meaning our tech expert uh Juliet, played by josephine talked to her contact stasia an apothecary and uh, stasia let uh Juliet know that if she could uh, procure a supply of electroplasm, Stasia could refine that into a drug called spark, which could be profitable for both Stasia and the crew. Um, they had a couple other jobs that they could have selected from, but they decided to go on this job. They decided to pull a heist of electroplasm. Electroplasm just to review is the refined blood of demons that are hunted out in the void sea. It's the only way that you can see in this city of darkness. All of the electrical apparatus of Duskfall are run on electroplasm, and so uh, our crew decided to uh, pull a heist uh, while electroplasm was being moved via hull via these enormous, like steampunky kind of like automated carriages that are actually driven by uh, spirits that have been placed inside of them. As uh, the electroplasm uh, in on huge pallets was being driven to a spark right facility in Coleridge. Our crew was going to take some barrels off of the back of those hulls. In order to do this, they decided to summon a demon uh, (laughs) and throw a bunch of bombs. And uh, I mean, they were, you guys were just lobbing bombs willy nilly. And then you summoned a demon Uh, to kind of smash into the hulls, Uh, and the whole thing uh, kind of uh, was successful in that, luckily, (laughs) Valkos, Albo's, I'm sorry, Abu's character, was able to uh, grab one barrel of electroplasm that fell off the back of one of these hulls, Uh, and then uh, it was left to our our friend who had summoned the demon, uh, Seljak, played by Ross, uh to make his escape. He had successfully summoned the demon, but you realized that you wouldn't get quite as much profit if you left if you only grabbed one barrel. And so it was the greed that gotcha there, uh Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh Selyak went back for one more barrel, which I explained to him based on a complication that he rolled was leaking. He then took it into the ghost <laughs> field using a ghost key. Um guys, you can't take the the electroplasm which is used to ward off and capture ghosts into the ghost field without a dire chemical reaction i mean that's Uh, rule number one gang come on you know last time you were like "Uh, have we ever established this and i said that i was making it up at the time but actually i've established that in previous blades (laughs) in the dark games i've played with you ross Uh, where this (laughs) happened, i did i researched it and i found out that so so um Ross rolled poorly to uh, to make off with this barrel of of electroplasm, and I told him there would be a level three harm if he failed, and he did fail, and he took a level three harm, which takes his character out of the game, called spirit burned. But 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 there's a but because uh, I, I, I I I neglected to mention this because I kind of wanted a, a big cliffhanger there is a way for you to avoid this harm. There's actually several ways. Um, in Blades in the Dark, you never have to take a consequence that you don't want as long as you have stress left to spend because there's something called the resistance role. And Abu, since you're new to the game, pay close attention to this. Anytime I tell you your character is hurt or that, even if I tell you something like uh, your lockpick breaks or the device you built uh, malfunctions, if you don't want to take that consequence, you can say, nope, I resist, and then you are going to roll the attribute that applies to the situation, uh, and you're going to take six stress and subtract the number that you roll in, in your die. So, um, we the other way that you can resist consequences is through armor, especially if it's harm, you can re- resist through armor and uh, on his sheet and in his loadout, you'll see that uh, Selyak also has armor that he could use here. That's right. So, even though I left Selyak just being let's just set the scene. You entered into the ghost field, which is this weird shadowy catwalk between realities. Whispering shadows surrounded you. The uh, barrel of electroplasm started to shake and vibrate, and then it started to glow, and it exploded. Blue flame shot through the sort of A wormhole in reality that you were currently dwelling in and what would you like to do? Would you like to resist that level three harm, that spirit burn? Oh no. Yeah, say again.
2: (laughs) Yes, I would, of course. Oh, Oh, okay, very good. I, I, I silenced my microphone
1: because uh, the blaring sirens of the blue coats were outside. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I mean, if you look at our map, you'll see that you did have a clock going that says that the authorities arrive in two more ticks. But I do think we are close to the end of this score. Yeah. Um, so, um, what attribute do you think would be used to resist uh, this particular consequence that I'm leveling at you? And. Am I right
2: is the, is the attribute the sort of a uh, category beneath which all the all your skills
1: are? That's correct. So um it, it, well uh, not beneath which it's really kind of more above. You see where it says yeah. insight prowess and resolve on your sheet? So uh, and, yeah. And you see how you have sort of a column on 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 its mm-hmm. own sort of yeah. over like separated? That is the attribute. That is how many dice you have in the attribute. I will or, I will go with resolve since that is the uh the um
2: that's the uh category under which uh or beneath which uh, a tune is uh i'm i'm, right. I'm still I'm, I'm a toddler and i'm still wrapping my head around the concepts of above and beneath um <laughs> right uh p- perhaps this poor spatial awareness is what led celiac to grab a dripping uh, can of electroplasm but resolve is the is the skill that um That communes with these sort of eldritch forces, so perhaps his command of
1: those forces might allow him to do something to resist this. Okay, so you have six stress coming at you to resist this, but whatever you roll on your resolve uh, roll, which you have two dice for, uh, the highest number you roll is is how many you will subtract from that six stress. And six stress, let me just see here. That That would fill up my stress bar. It would fill up your stress bar and it would take you out of the, the game anyway. So once again, whenever you fill up your entire stress bar, you're also out of the game. So you have, to, you have to resist here to stay in the game. And let's see what you roll. Let's see how many stress you actually end up taking. Okay. Okay, my highest dice was a five. Okay, so oh. you end up only taking one stress. Nice. Amazing. Uh, now, in A uh, Game of Blades in the Dark... Um, a resistance roll could mean that you don't take the consequence at all, right? You don't right. take the. Or it says if you want to run a grittier game, this is directly to the GM. You could say <laughs> it, it it takes the consequence down a level. And I do want to run a gritty game. Sorry, everybody. I want, of course, <laughs> I want a gritty game. So please take the spirit burn that's at level three and go ahead and put it down as one of yeah a harm on level two, which you have mm-hmm. just done. Okay, so um, gritty now in the building. I'm, negative one dice to all of your actions, and less effect from your two level one harms. Oh my gosh, you are still messed up, but you're not out of the game. And so, now that you're in the ghost field, uh, please narrate how you resisted that. What exactly did you do when okay. that ball of blue flame was coming at you? Because this is attunement related, then I think it has to do with the properties of the
2: ghost field itself, to which Seljak is, is familiar. So, I think in, in with all the chaos, he maybe didn't even notice that the that the canister was leaking, or got, got greedy to think maybe maybe it will uh, I'll be in and out. So comes in, sees it begin to glow and, and flame, and like takes that same key and is like trying to open like a secondary aperture in this twisting, turning uh, funhouse hallway in the in the ghost field. As he pushes the canister into this little hole in space, um, it sort of like shrinks and tumbles away into nothingness, and then uh, a little purple fireball comes and like <laughs> burns him a little bit on the on the
1: rebound. Uh, perfect, excellent. <laughs> you have resisted the consequence. Uh, you only take the level two spirit burn, um, and now I would like uh, for. Uh, my other two players to just narrate for me uh, you know what if they want one final action and it, and it probably should be just telling me how you escape but uh, <laughs> perhaps y- there's something else you have in mind but uh, tell me how you escape but before you do that I uh, mean we got we got we got some things wrong last time and one thing oh that we got boy. wrong was I let my players uh, check off demolition tools on their sheet. But demolition tools, when I looked up exactly what demolition tools... I let them use demolition tools as a bomb. But when I looked up exactly what demolition tools are, I have to read this because it made me laugh so hard. I let Abu blow up a truck with his demolition tools, and then I read what demolition tools are. They are a sledgehammer, iron spikes, heavy drill, and a crowbar. It doesn't feel like you could blow up a truck with those things. So uh, I'm just just going to read...
0: Morgan Freeman in Half Life and a crowbar
1: did a lot of things. Uh, sure, sure. I mean, uh, he he wouldn't have blown a truck up though. I don't think. So maybe listen. not. But hey, I'm I, I, I'm just gonna do this. I'm gonna assume. Uh, even though Morgan we didn't. Freeman narrate Gordon Freeman. Sorry, I called him Morgan Freeman like as if he's God. Sorry, continue, please. <laughs> Right, Gordon Freeman, not Morgan Freeman. I mean, there were so many weird things in our last adventure. For example, uh, <laughs> Abu's character acted like he didn't believe in ghosts for a little bit, which was very curious <laughs> considering ghosts are a fact of life in this universe. So um, I'm, now I'm thinking that Severosi have some sort of weird cultural thing where uh, they speak, they're they so, uh, they, they so not afraid of ghosts that they speak of them as if they don't exist. Um, that's how I'm going to narrate that. But in, in order to fix our problem with demolition tools having been used in an improper way, I'm going to rule that there was a flashback by both Juliet and uh, by uh, Valkos in order to build the said bombs that they used. And I think that that flashback flashback costs two stress for each of them.
4: So I would,
1: I would really love for Juliet and for Valkos to add two stress. I really do want to run a game that's uh, a little more difficult than um, you can throw uh, a very powerful grenade anytime you want. Um,
3: well, well, but okay, hold on. What yeah. about... In the top section of my items, because I didn't use all of my slots, plus, you know, we use demolition tools, which could easily have been... I have two bandoliers of alchemicals and okay. fine wrecking tools. Could not something within that have caused an explosion of sorts?
1: Okay, I'll tell you what. I will, uh, I will allow you to um, uncheck demolition tools and check bandolier of alchemicals, okay. and I will allow that to have... Created uh, an explosion for you, okay? Um, uh, but for for my friend Valkos, he just needs to add to stress, okay? Because uh, see, he, he had a unNarrated flashback where he he was able to do that, and now I will just ask Valcos. Um, once you have your canister of electroplasm, what is your final action of the score? Where do you go? What do you do?
0: <laughs> I think it is literally um, as as I deftly <laughs> swooped the uh the canister uh in my cloak i tilt my hat down and just walk away (laughs) right uh nonchalant absolutely like nothing happened what happened i don't know like they don't exist this
1: this is where it really works out that you try that you used your subterfuge supplies Mm. uh Mm. to grab the canister (laughs) Because I think it, you know, it just looks like you're a guy with just a stick and bindle on your back. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Okay, very good. So um, uh, the clock for the authorities arriving isn't full yet. And so uh, our friend Valkos is able to make a very nonchalant escape from the scene. What about you, Juliet? Any final, uh, your final act was uh, blowing up the remaining supply of electroplasm on those trucks uh, yeah. creating just an enormous uh, an enormous mess, an enormous explosion A- and then what do you do?
3: I-, I feel like that's the perfect opportunity to walk away slow motion preferred
1: as it all explodes behind me. Uh, very good. Um, you walk away in slow motion. I love that. Uh, and uh, the entire thing explodes behind you. There were two hulls left uh, in action and they were uh, wrestling with Uh, the demon that Celiac had summoned that had formed a body out of like old machinery in the factories nearby um, all of those things are now kind of burning you can't quite see them through the cloud of crackling smoke and fire Um, there's a ton of electrochemical reactions going on but you've uh, gotten your distance and you are uh, walking away in slow motion uh, with a look on your face please show me that look
3: oh yeah
1: Yes.
0: Beneath a veil. <laughs> <laughs>
3: beneath, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> beneath, uh, beneath a veil. And there's a whisper to the wind that's just, I got them, my love.
1: Yes. Uh, and finally, I turn to our friend, uh, Selyak Khan, uh, who who is uh, badly burned in his soul. Uh, Selyak, <laughs> do you uh, use the ghost field to, uh, to retreat, or do you retreat in some other way?
2: Yes, I think I use it to retreat so I would like to exit the, the field <laughs> at, uh, at some other place. I would not go in and then just kind of hop out. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think uh, maybe see, like, it's, it's like dropping this canister almost down a hole in space and then boom, getting lit up and then walking down like a tessellating flight of stairs that seems to go three directions at once. Like <laughs> breaking apart and reconfiguring, and then opening a door that seems to be in the side of a hallway, but is in fact in the top of a hallway that he kind of falls down into, and is like a in a hallway of like a tenement building, and then tries to pick his way back to the back to the grotto.
1: And you, um, you heard uh, many um, kind of scratchings and murmurings around you there were other things in there in the ghost field with you and uh you had to be careful to avoid them uh but eventually yes you do fall back out back into the real world in this tenement Uh, and you all can rendezvous were you going to rendezvous at stasia's or were you going to rendezvous uh back at your grotto oh the grotto grotto right yeah yeah very good um well then, we have ended a score, and that means we can move into the next phase of Blades in the Dark gameplay, which is called downtime. Downtime uh, is when we find out what we earned in the score, and we sort of role play what we do when we're not on a mission. Um, and there are really great, intricate, crunchy little rules for all of that that are really fun <laughs> to play through. Um, and so if you look at your Roll20, you can see that I have now brought us to the rewards section uh, of our uh, of our game, and it is time to pay off the crew for what they've accomplished, and uh, I, we can also kind of make this a scene as well. I think that there's a canister of electroplasm sitting on the little table that you in the, in the sitting room between the three of you, uh, and that it, 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 that is your your score. That's your ill-gotten gain. One solitary canister of <laughs> electroplasm. That is what you managed to pull. Um, The first thing I have to do is give your group rep. So I'm going to bring up your crew sheet and your reputation is going to go up and down based on uh, the, the jobs that you pull uh, and you <laughs> earn. So if you look at the sheet, you can see that you earn two rep automatically. So I'm going to go ahead and give you two rep Ooh, rep as rep gets, as rep gets higher. You increase in tier. Right now you're a tier 0 group with access to tier 0 equipment and tier 0 allies and things like that. But okay. uh, when your rep gets higher, you'll go up in tier. Um, you have to pay to go up in tier, so you need coin as well, but you also need the rep. So you get automatically get 2 rep for, uh, for any score, and then I'm supposed to give you plus 1 rep per tier higher uh, that the target is. So, the target was technically the spark rights. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. So, the spark rights are tier four, <laughs> and you guys are tier zero. So, they're four tiers higher than you. So, I'm going to give you six rep. Ooh, Holy yeah. crap. Worth you it. Go. That's, that's you great. Can the, you can see the rep. It's right under their name there. You can see the rep go up on their sheet. And then, um, uh, now the coin. This is going to be a little bit disappointing. Because as I told you, uh, the more Electroplasm you were able to grab, the more coin that you would possibly uh, you would possibly earn. So, so someone actually has to take this canister to Stasia to find out exactly how much coin they're going to earn. Who's going to take the canister to Stasia for her to convert it into drugs?
3: I'm happy to take it. I would also... I wonder if I could... Just take a little scoop to to leave in our workshop for my uses. Just a little, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Little cut of it before I bring it over.
1: Yeah, so you've given yourself a little bit of uh, a little little supply of electroplasm of your own, no problem.
0: Mm Hmm. And I'll Uh travel with you with the uh, electroplasm as well to Stasia.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't just need to it'd be nice to go. Seems
1: you good should to have meet, some
3: Stasia. Muscle with you. Mm.
1: No. Very good. So you arrive at Stasia's Apothecary, which is uh, in a in a kind of a well-trod area of Six Towers where there are restaurants and shops that people uh, people patronize. And uh, when you go inside, a little bell rings and Stasia's like,
3: you're back. Yes, uh... Stasia, this is Valkos, and uh, we used have pleased to make uh, your
1: acquaintance. Mm.
3: We've brought something I think you will like.
1: What? What do you have? You brought it. You got the stuff.
3: Yes, Valkos.
0: I kind of barged past and into a apothecary, sort of placed the electroplasm on the on the um, on the in the middle of the room.
1: Perhaps even. Revealing it with a flourish from the theatrical (laughs) cape. Yep. Um, and she's like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! Ah, I never thought you'd get an entire canister.
3: Wow, it was very dangerous—a very high-risk scenario. You see,
1: right? Uh, I mean, uh, people are talking. There was some sort of terrorist attack." against the spark rights last night. That that wasn't you, was it? No.
0: We found the canister now. Tell me, how much money do we get from this?
1: Uh, Well, I have to add seawater, and uh, the mixture is actually quite complex. I mean, it'll take a couple of days, but um, she eventually lets you know that um, this score is worth, for you guys, your cut, Two coin. Can we barter? You can't actually barter. uh, (laughs) Well, what? hmm. So,
3: what if? I I, I don't want to
1: say no. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Juliet?
3: What if I aided you in the production?
1: Um, you know, the labor isn't really the issue. It's just that if you take more than two coin, you're taking. She's taking two coin, and you're, and you're taking two coin, It's basically so how is, she... Yeah. This is a 50-50 split. So this is the thing. I'm going to kind of be like...
0: I'll look at her and be like, you give us three, or I take one of your arms
1: as payment. Wow, and that's a hell of a way to treat your crewmate's a friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, he's
3: a- not from here, hmm.
1: Uh
3: But he's very serious.
1: Is this the way you're going to do me? No. Mailing
3: Juliet?
0: No, she does not do you. I am doing you. <laughs> Listen. And I kind of look at her and I'm like, We sacrificed many lives to get this canister. Now we can give you more if you agree to the terms. Maybe, maybe we can find a middle ground in later time, but now I want three.
1: Um, I think you need to make an action roll, my friend, the Cutter Valkos. And so, okay. what action would you use to negotiate in this manner? Oh god, would it be command? I think it, it would, would be would command, be. right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay. So, um, st- Oh,
0: God, this is either the stupidest idea or the greatest idea. No, no, Uh, no,
3: yeah, good.
1: All of these ideas, all our ideas are good ideas. There are no bad ideas. I mean, there are, but it's something we say. (laughs) Um, Okay, uh, so, yeah, make a command roll. I'm going to say that you are in a... I actually think that you are in a risky situation, and you are going to get uh, a standard effect, meaning if you succeed in this, she will agree to the terms of your deal. Can I... Um,
0: because I I don't know whether this is can I is it because I, I feel stressed? <laughs> can yeah, I add that, stress in in to get another die? Is that possible? Well, and I
3: was going to ask: Does assisting exist in the system? Like, is there something I can do to help?
1: Or uh, assisting does exist in the system. You can exi- You can assist a, a, a friend. Um, you basically you take a stress, and they take they get an extra die. I would just um, take one stress that is correct I'm pretty pretty sure that that's exactly how it works you take one stress and they get an additional die let, let me actually make uh, make of sure that that's correct um but uh y- you could take more stress if you wanted to I don't really recommend it because you're not on a mission right now and you don't mm. want to fill out that, that clock too much but yes you could also push yourself uh okay oh here we go teamwork um yeah, and assist. You take one stress and give them plus one die to their roll. That's correct. So why don't you just allow uh, Juliet to assist you? That, okay, that, fine. That, that makes a lot of sense. It's
3: a little less net stress, you know, yeah. one as opposed to the two. Um, and so yeah, it's so I, standard, yeah? Yeah. With uh, one bonus
1: die. Okay, uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, oh. Okay, success with a consequence. And so... I'm going to say uh, this is what succeeds. You get your three uh, coin. you get your three coin, but uh, Stasia doesn't want to do business with your crew. Uh, ah! at, at least for a while. you have burned Stasia as a as a uh, as a person that provides jobs. So okay. for now, for now. but you okay. get three coin and I'm going to go ahead and add that coin to your uh, crew. Supply, Uh, well negotiated. Okay. With the screws to them. Yep, yep. You put the screws to them, and that makes people not want to do business with you Mm -hmm. sometimes. Uh, And you can tell uh, that your friend Stasia is a little bit uh, put out by all of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But but she's nothing compared to your thirst for vengeance, right? It's true. Yeah. We'll we'll we'll
3: settle this later, Stasia. I, I promise. It'll all work out.
1: Now, there's another bit of business to take care of with your payout, which is that um, you regularly have to pay up to the people that are protecting you in your hunting ground. And you guys chose that your patron, uh, the p- people that were cr- uh, protecting you in White Crown and allowing you to operate in White Crown, were the Path of Echoes. And so right now, you owe them one coin. You owe them one coin, and we can allow Selyak, perhaps, to make his tithe to the Path of Echoes, or you can choose not to pay it. You can choose not to pay that one coin, and your relationship with them will change.
2: Seems unwise.
1: William.
0: I think we're so much better than all of these people right now. We just took out a tank of
1: people, (laughs) man. Just saying, Using nothing but sledgehammers and a theatrical contact, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I just a jaunty
3: I,
2: flourish and a handful of glitter. We made off with the score.
3: Yes, uh, I think we so, just
2: got to pay them for now.
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay. Very good. So, um, Selyak, uh you meet your contact for the Path of Echoes. The Path of Echoes is basically a mystery cult and uh they don't have like a uh you know open meeting place that's that's you know their meeting places are very secretive you meet your contact at the uh, North Hook Lighthouse in White Crown uh, and um, your contact is this very a- a beautiful but very ambiguous figure uh, wrapped in like scarves and like heavy like robes and hooded um and this this person um says, thank you. But of course, your tithe is welcome. It awakens the voices of our ancestors and allows them to whisper to us more loudly than ever before. Until
5: the day that they are free to give up whispering and speak clearly in a voice that all can hear we work together to provide volume and attune the ears of those of us
2: who have the patience for listening a little velvet sack of coins
1: changes hands um, yep throw uh, put put somewhere in that big scarf robe uh, outfit <laughs> uh, stuffed away uh, right. uh, so yes. his hands
2: are shaking and you can see like that there's a cloudiness
1: to the translucence of his of of his skin um, yes it appears that this bit of coin was hard won indeed
5: I, uh, we do not need to go into particular details but uh, for everything there is an exchange and for gains there is a price
1: yes Yes, well, I like people who aren't afraid of a little hard work. You know, we talk so much about the spiritual realm, but we forget there's very real work to do here in Duskfall. And so I will just uh, allow you uh, my name and that you may intone it uh, at a certain at a certain place in White Crown, if you're ever looking for a job, I am called Ring, and very well. you may you may ask for me at the Emperor's Cask. Okay. Um, very well. And Ring then turns uh, out looking out at the Void Sea again and you see the lights kind of, uh, you know, uh, going on and off inside the ink-black waters and a wind sweeps up and all of Ring's scarfs kind of uh, flutter very theatrically, uh, kind of like a Todd McFarlane spawn drawing uh, and then uh, Ring walks down the boardwalk away from you.
5: Very well. If uh, we are to meet again, I will remember to give you a ring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Okay, um, so um, that is uh, that is your payout. You have earned uh, three coin, but I must take one away because you have to pay your tithe to the uh, you have to pay your tithe to the path of echoes. Okay, with that done, It is time to talk about your heat. Heat is how much uh, notice. Oh, no. Yeah. So I'm going to describe the levels of heat, and you tell me which one sounds like (laughs) what you guys did. Mm -hmm. Smooth and quiet, low exposure. (laughs) Nope. Okay. Contained, standard exposure. Hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Loud, loud, and chaotic. High exposure. Oh no! And then Aye. you can also wild, devastating exposure. Um, what do you think? How much heat do you think? I'm asking the players. How much heat do you think you sustained in this uh, in this you know score? What?
0: like it, it it it's a it's a dangerous mission that the the spark Rites knew what they were getting on and mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you know if, if things had exploded it wasn't because of us but it was because of their negligence yeah. so personally i believe that the operation was pretty smooth on our part. <laughs> Who would have thunk <laughs> that a demon would have come out of nowhere and started to cause havoc? <laughs>
3: and I
2: wouldn't have thought it. Here, <laughs> here, here,
0: here. I, I was uh, going to try
3: to argue for standard, and you're going all the way to swing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, what I will say is, uh, Abu's voice also went up two octaves uh, the whole time he was saying that. So I don't, I'm not quite totally in belief that okay, even but, he thinks but that.
3: It, it, you make a very good. Point in that we are in an industrial district. This is where all of this happens. So how out of the ordinary, right, are these noises and and you know commotion in a place that's full of factories uh, and accidents industry? Accidents
2: happen. Industrial uh, accidents occur all the time. And who hasn't seen a, a giant homunculus made of machinery leap down and and wreck a hull from time
0: right. to time? And I, I, I think used the crowbar instead of a bomb. So <laughs> I'm just saying
3: were we in white crown sure this would be like in comparison right but because of where we were in Coleridge in this industry spot yeah,
1: yeah. well sure guys well argued but as your game master I think it's going to be four heat loud and oh my chaotic God. tough, <laughs> but, fair, tough <laughs> but fair listen to this add one heat for high profile or well connected target um you know what I won't make you take that because these sort of uh, caravans, convoys go through the city all the time. Uh, it's not like you were trying to target a specific noble or a specific member of the Spark Rights Guild. So I'm not going to make you take that. Plus one heat uh, if the situation happened on hostile turf. Um, it happened away from White Crown. It wasn't your particular area. It wasn't your particular hunting ground. I am going to give you that point of heat. So I am... If you look at your character sheet, I'm going to give you on your cruise sheet one, two, three, four, five heat. Giving you five heat. Yeah. Um, what does heat mean? Well, if you see on the heat uh, meter, once it gets <laughs> all the way up, you get a wanted level. And when you get a wanted level, the only way to get it down is by... Uh, Someone becoming incarcerated, uh, and you can actually go to prison in this game. Uh, but right <laughs> now you still have four more slots before you get a wanted level. So uh, we don't have to worry about that for right now. What we do have to worry about right now is what are called the entanglements. So oh, after you, yes, after you have uh, you've determined your payout and your heat, then you do your entanglements. And what we do with entanglements is we roll a die based on your heat level. And we oh. see exactly uh, what what you end up with in terms of uh, fallout from this score. So your heat level is four or five right now. I'm gonna uh, roll one of these dice and see um, uh, what uh, what comes up. It's Just a basic so rolling, roll.
3: are you rolling against the heat, or how does the heat play into it?
1: Um. Well, let's see here. Um you uh, you roll dice to find out which entanglement comes calling it might be a rival crew looking to throw their weight around an investigator in the city watch making a case against your crew or even the attention of a vengeful ghost um, you oh, it, then roll a number of dice equal to their wanted level and use the result of the roll to select which sort of entanglement manifests well you have zero wanted level right now oh, okay. which means I roll two and take the lesser <coughs> pardon moi I take, roll two and take the lesser here we go and uh you rolled a six and a one so oh, the um, you have either gang trouble or questioning well you're you you guys chose not to have a gang so i think that you uh you are going to be questioned it says the blue coats grab an npc member of your crew or one of your crew's contacts to question them about <gasps> your crimes Oh god. Who do you sake. think the blue coats no. think is most vulnerable? Maybe the no. person we sword just screwed to? over? No. I drew no, Hit me up. Hit me up. Hit me up. Oh, I threw right. sawtooth to right. someone who left working cards
0: all over the place. I'm just saying. <sighs> oh. I did throw his cards all over the place, remember? You think
1: it might be Sawtooth?
3: That makes so much sense. It's, but Sawtooth now was to think. the
1: Physiker that you were talking to before the score, but Stasia was the one who sent you on the score. Mm-hmm. Stasia, yes. is the ones that's, Stasia is the one that's selling the product. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give Stasia a two dice roll. Uh, it's kind of a fortune roll, uh, and... Uh, it's kind of based on, uh, her tier plus, like, things that she has going for, like, you guys threw Sawtooth's card all the way around. If Stasia rolls well, she's not the one that gets picked up. It's Sawtooth. But if, uh, Stasia rolls poorly right now, she's the one that gets picked up. Stasia rolled a six. She has not been picked up by the blue, blue coats. It was Sawtooth, who knows absolutely nothing. Um, Yes. (laughs) uh, But I am still going to see how much he talks.
3: Uh Yeah, I'm like, who is better to talk to? Mm -hmm. Even I don't know, man. He has
0: no idea, right? And if he sends it my way, I'm just, you know, just a Severosi just hanging out.
1: (laughs) All right. So, um, he uh, you just hired
2: us to do PR.
1: So you You can either pay off the blue coats with the two coin you have, or you can take. Plus two heat right now from Sawtooth talking about Valkos. Oh. are you fucking serious? That's how the game runs. I do not want to lose
3: our money. It's stool
1: pigeon. Yeah,
2: no. Um, let's take two heat, guys. Yeah, uh, yeah let's take the heat.
3: Yeah, it won't yeah. bring us to
2: the top, will it?
3: No, no, nope. no, no, no. We two have two more heat
2: left. <laughs> meaning that,
0: you know, this day we're going to be flipping burgers. So uh, as it,
1: <laughs> <as> it, <laughs> Our next score is 10 for a publishing company. (laughs) (laughs) As a tier zero crew, having done just one score, you guys have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven heat right now. (laughs) Ouch. And two coins in your coffers. Uh, But we got to play it cool next time. I just imagine imagine Sawtooth (laughs)
4: uh,
1: in an interrogation room. And they're like, "Talk, who pulled that heist?" Uh, and uh, and he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. I told him to beat people up for me." <laughs> and then one of the blue coats is like, "What like this?" And boom, pounds uh, Sawtooth in the <laughs> nose hard, uh, and his uh, blood squirts out of his nose onto the desk, onto the table that he is uh, cuffed to, uh, and he's taking a beating for you guys. Uh, and of course, he spills everything he knows. Uh, And all he knows, really, uh, Valkos, this is your contact, but all he knows really is that you are Severosi, that you uh, know your way uh, around uh, a blade or or your fists, uh, and that you operate in six towers. He doesn't know much more than that because you haven't taken a job for him or anything like that before. So now we're at the most fun part of downtime. And that is where our players are going to choose their downtime activities. Downtime activities are things that you decide to do with your downtime uh, that help your character. Uh, And I'm going to go ahead and let you know what some of those activities are, okay? One is called Reduce Heat. So you can actually take some of the sheet off of your sheet. (sighs) Um, another is called uh, Indulge your vice You know all that stress some of you have? Let's see mm-hmm. How much stress do our players have? How much stress do you have Josephine? How I much have four enjoy? Juliet has four stress um, It looks like Valcos You cool. have four as well um, and I'm sure I know Celiac does <laughs> Celiac has quite a bit of stress So t- in order to get your stress uh, Off of your sheet you indulge your vice in some way. So you can you can reduce heat right now. You can indulge your vice. You can recover, which means you get treatment to tick your healing clock and hopefully get rid of the harm that you've taken. I think Steliac was the only one who took harm from the score. Mm-hmm. You can train and get extra XP onto your XP uh, tracker. Um, oh, speaking of which, don't let me forget oh, yeah. to do XP for you guys. Um, Mm. You can also um, acquire an asset. So if there's some sort of uh, expert or if you need a gang of dudes or if you need some sort of item that you don't already have access to, you can uh, spend some of your downtime acquiring that thing. Like You could acquire a carriage if you needed one or you could acquire. Let's say you didn't have a really good tinkerer like Juliet with you. You could acquire a bomb. Mm. Um, There's also long term projects, which means... You work on uh, a project uh, that has is kind of like a goal for your character in the long term. In one of my games, a character wanted to own a racehorse so he could be among the nobles who raced horses at this certain racetrack. But you could choose something like investigate the spark rights, find out who uh, you know did such, find out who framed me or something like that. Mm -hmm. If you want to. uh, do something like that. That's a long-term project. Um, so those are your choices, and I can go through them again. Uh, let's go ahead and ask. Let's start with Juliet. Juliet, what would you like to do? You each get two downtime activities, two? Okay. only two, and you can pay for more with coin, but you don't have very much coin. So tell me what you would like to do with your downtime activity w- number one, Juliet.
3: Oh, oh, this is so hard to choose. Um, look, I I feel partly responsible for a lot of the heat that has come onto our crew for bringing the job, exploding the job, you know. Yeah. And so I think I would like to use one of my downtimes to try and reduce heat
1: on our crew. Very good. How does Juliet reduce the heat? What does she, uh, what does she do out in the world that would bring the heat down? What action does she use?
3: Uh Oh, I don't know if let's see. Is this too I you tell me if it's like too involved or of okay. a thing. Could I make components of the Oh shoot.
1: You're gonna I was build gonna, something to reduce uh, you, heat. No,
3: no, well okay, okay. I wanted to maybe plant some things on other people so that the eyes are turned elsewhere of like the similar items used. And yeah. or maybe plant some of that electroplasm somewhere actually. Yeah,
1: yeah you wanna plant electroplasm that you took out of that canister on different crooks that the blue coats are rounding up so that they can't quite tell who was responsible for the job. I think that's a really cool idea. What action do you think you use to plant that evidence on them? Sway? Sway. Sway is usually changing someone's mind about something. Um... So it might be simpler. Just uh, so okay, l- okay, okay. Okay. Why okay. don't you Why don't you convince some people to take a sample of electroplasm yeah, from that's you? That's what I was. That's what I was going okay, like.
3: Convince it. them it's a good idea, or like that. It's that this is going to help them out, or like I, something of that nature.
1: Right. I mean, uh, you uh, you convince people that you are uh, perhaps selling this product, or you're. Uh, I don't know, but it, either way, you get people to take electroplasm from that shipment onto mm-hmm. their person, people that might be of interest to the blue coats. Well let's see how well you do. go ahead and roll your sway
3: okay. and tell me
1: what result you get. What's our
3: position here?
1: Ah, that's a great question. Your position, I think, is going to be risky. People okay. don't like to be <laughs> don't like to have <laughs> evidence planted on them.
3: <laughs> Fair, and uh, you will
1: have a standard effect, okay. which means you'll reduce some heat. Okay, here we go. All right, you cleared. So with this little this little ruse, you've cleared two heat. Okay, you cleared two of your heat. So I will go ahead and take that that heat off the sheet. Uh, and uh, your first downtime activity is over. You so Juliet has uh, gone out into the city and planted evidence on several other criminal types who are uh, likely to get picked up by the blue coats. And it's going to confuse the blue coats because they're going to have a technician who does a test and is like, "Yep, it's from that batch." And they're like, "But I thought it was. How could it? How could he have done that when he wasn't there at the time?" Uh, and so. <laughs> Uh, they're arguing about that uh, but uh, and you uh, lose two heat off your sheet hmm. okay so now I turn to uh, I turn to uh, Ross Bryant and Seljak Khan Selyak, what would you like to do with your first downtime activity I would like to
2: uh, get some healing
1: that's <laughs> a good idea Well, uh, normally you'd have to acquire a doctor in order to use them, but your crew has a contact who is a doctor. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So the good news is I'm going to allow you to use him as a doctor. um, And so you soon find yourself in the offices of Sawtooth. Up the (laughs) rickety stairs to his uh, garret. Uh, where, as I, I uh, described last session, there are bowls of food with flies buzzing around them, uh, uh, bone saws with bl- dried blood on them, and Sawtooth uh, is, he answers the door, his face is just a patchwork of br- big swollen bruises, and he's like, know, yeah, could I help you? <laughs> <laughs>
5: physician heal thyself, it would seem.
1: I, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, You're, uh, Valcos's friend, right? The same. Sawtooth always speaks way too loudly for criminal types to be comfortable.
5: Perhaps we could move into your office, uh... I... I am mean, in need of a, a poultice or, uh, soothing for, uh... S- some
1: burns I have received that go most deep. Uh, he's like, you look really bad off. What the hell did this to your f- Oh, your Taikorosi. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I can see, uh, yeah, some spirit burning there. Wow, fascinating, fascinating. And I-, I might be able to put together some sort of salve to help with this, but, uh, it'd be it'd be better if- if y'all would help me out a little bit, bring some clientele my way, and then I'd be able to, you know, afford better supplies around here. Yes, of course. Um Perhaps Ugh. this
5: is something we could do.
1: Excuse this me. And he uh, shoots a bloody snot, ro- snot rocket into a bowl. Yeah. Celiac so, yeah,
2: takes this in. It's like, hmm. <laughs> yes, I, I can see that you... Uh,
5: Hard times come for all of us. Perhaps you could hire uh, someone to spin a sign or uh, get the word out in in some more conventional way than uh, um, the
1: aggressive manner that you have proposed. Hey, I took a lot of heat for you all this this uh, this past week. Okay, they came for me. They asked me to talk about Valco's. <laughs> I didn't say a word.
5: (laughs) And for this, we thank you. I suppose it's only right that we
1: should try to, uh... Send some clientele your way. Yeah, you owe me, okay? Mm. Remember that while I'm working on these burns. All right. Let's see how well he, uh... Can help fill your healing clock. Um... Okay, uh... So... He's going to roll. He gets uh, your tier plus one in his, like, kind of quality, which means he's rolling one die. Uh, And depending on how well he rolls is how many uh, ticks off of your... uh, ticks uh, you can put onto your healing clock. So Mm -hmm. um, if we bring up... uh, Uh, Can I tell you, my friend, that, uh, that, um, of course... We can bring you first-time clientele, but if
5: you want to return clientele, this, of course, depends upon the quality of your uh, <laughs> your labors. So best to think of that as well, Mr. Seltzer. <laughs> Correct?
1: Well, uh, here's the thing. With only one die, he can't get a critical, because you need two die to get a critical. <laughs> uh, so he's not going to be able to heal you all the way. He's not going to be able to take all of your harm down one level this, to- this time. Okay. uh But he is going to fill in as many segments as he can on this healing clock. So here he goes. Um, if he rolls a one to three, he only heals one segment. If he rolls a four or five, he heals two segments of your healing clock. And if he rolls a six, he gets three segments. Here we go. did that. Where is it? A one. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll go ahead and if you want to just tick one of the uh, progress clocks under healing for yourself, sawtooth, you quack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just
3: put some lotion on your arm.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, maybe in the days to come, you you this this. The grotto already has a pretty distinct aroma, but this very herbaceous and acrid smell fills the air from time to time. And you look over and you just see Celiac stripped to the waist, like (laughs) smearing this like, this like incredibly uh, like like acrid ointment all over his arms. It's like, I have to do this uh, for a couple of weeks.
5: Doctor's (laughs) orders.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Um, you could use both of your downtime activities to recover and he could roll a six next time and he could get three segments, uh, filled and then you would, you would just be down to the one less effect, uh, level one harm. Uh, you know, um, is that something you want to try or do you want to save your other downtime activity for something else? Pretty banged up. It seems strategically wise. Should I keep spending money at the Sawtooth Casino? Oh, it's free. Sawtooth is your friend. Okay, it's, great. It's not. It's not. Although you could spend money, you know, uh, to maybe improve. Uh, well, no, you can't really improve Sawtooth's quality. His quality will go up <laughs> with your with your own. Um, <laughs> someone could acquire a a better doctor for you if they were willing to use one of their downtime activities to acquire asset. Uh, but that could cost money too, because to, the role is—you know—the role is probably going to. Uh, you're going to probably gonna end up with somebody about equal to Sawtooth unless you spend money. I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to go heal. I'm going to okay. try to heal. Here we go. He's—he's oh. he, he's like, I perfected the ointment. Okay, I—I I come back the next day. It burns. Yeah, but no, I—I I, 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 <laughs> mean, four burns. Yeah, it I, also burns. Well, do you see I, how well that means it's working? That means it's working, <laughs> but I've perfected the formula this time. I swear, Mister Khan, you're going to be very happy with the results. As I roll a five, yeah. oh, okay. Uh, and so uh, that time, uh, two two more segments. You can fill in two more segments. So, unfortunately,
3: uh, <sighs> it's unfortunately, getting there. <laughs>
1: yep. uh, yeah, it's getting there. It's God, getting there. This is there. brutal. <laughs> Um, yeah. So uh, just if, if our viewers or our listeners don't Sealing know, is so the healing brutal. in Blades in the Dark is quite tough. So uh, each player has this four-segment clock, uh, and depending on the roles that the doctor makes to heal you, that's how many segments of that clock get filled in. So currently, Seljuk Khan has three of, the, of his four segments filled in, but uh, once that fourth segment gets filled in, all of the harm goes down a level so level 3 harm becomes level 2 harm level 2 harm becomes level 1 harm level 1 harm goes away And Zelyak has a level 2 harm spirit burned and 2 level 1 harms called stigmata right now so as soon as he can get that <laughs> final segment filled in the spirit burned will become a level 1 harm and the stigmata will go away so, so right it, now yeah. you do suffer less effect but you do not suffer the negative 1 die penalty there I, okay Yeah. Um,
2: oh that, that's great and I think yeah. maybe now at the, uh, at the grotto, instead of this, like, acidic smell, it's now, like, it's now sickly sweet. It's like the worst quality scented candle. And it's like, like, oh.
5: this all burns just in a different way. It says if I I have to leave it on while I sleep and keep my hands elevated. Uh,
1: and with that sickly odor in the air we're going to go for a short break when we come back we will find out what Juliet and Valkos do with the rest of their remaining downtime activities and perhaps choose a score, our next score uh, we'll be right back alright, welcome back scoundrels, so uh, we have just uh, seen Celia Khan desperately uh, try to Recover from his wounds uh, taken in the first score. Um, so far, uh, Sawtooth is living up uh, to his name in terms of, uh, I don't know, patient care. Um, uh, so, uh, Bedside Manor, not great. But, uh, I, I don't think you could say that those two downtime activities were spent frivolously because it's important to get your body back in working order. Now I'm going to turn to the uh to the cutter of the crew, Valcos. Uh mm. your first downtime activity, would you like me to list them for you yeah, again? Yeah,
0: please. Please remind right. me.
1: You can um you can uh acquire an asset. Um you can uh engage in a long-term project, some kind of long-term goal you have for your character that maybe even sets you up for a future score. You can recover, uh, but you haven't taken any harm, so you don't need to do that. You can reduce heat, which is what our friend uh, Juliet did with her first activity. You can train, meaning you can add XP to your sheet, and we will be dealing with XP shortly. You can indulge your vice and get rid of stress. Those are your choices. I think I'm going to train. Training. Excellent. Um, So when you train, you get to uh, mark XP on your character sheet. And um, you uh, have to choose the attribute you're going to train in. So, um, you know, uh, you've already taken an XP in Prowess during the score, uh, mm. and your crew gets a bonus to training in Prowess, meaning if you use a downtime activity to train in Prowess, you take two XP instead of just one. Ooh. Would you like to do t- Prowess training, or are you trying to make yourself better at uh, something in Resolve or Insight?
0: I'm going to definitely go Prowess.
1: Yes, that sounds like the way to go. And and just kind of explain to me what Valkos' training regimen looks like. I think
0: um, so is so let me get this right. Finesse. Is that something to do with like weapon work or is that just or what is what so what works with weapon work? What's good with Yeah, it's a work?
1: little broader than like a specifically dealing with weapons, although it definitely could deal with weapons. It's anything that requires precision aim fine motor skills. Um, right. Like, it could be pickpocketing, but c- but it could also be targeting someone with a gun from across the street. Okay, and Skirmish is just like full-out brawl fighting, right? Fighting, but it might be a full sword fight or it might be a fisticuffs. Um, it could be any type of fighting uh, man-to-man that you can okay. think of.
0: I think I'm literally just hounding at this punch bag that w- that I've found, uh, that I've kind of created With the cloak, with the cloak of what was, uh, in the ectoplasm. But instead of, um, (laughs) what people think is like, I don't know, like, like soft feathers or whatever you ever put in a punch bag, it's like just meat. I'm just punching meat, like rotten meat in the, in the grotto.
1: Great. Uh, I bet that smells fantastic. Uh... I
0: mean, listen, the, the salve is actually really (laughs) covering the smell. So it's okay. I can blame it on that.
1: Also, meat is extreme, extremely rare in Duskfall. So, uh, at rotten. some point, at some point, uh, Valco says, "Yeah, he, you've taken the rotten meat." Oh, yeah, in White Crown, they probably throw mm. out meat occasionally. That's how wealthy they are there. And you've created a meat sack for yourself, mm. and you are uh, ducking and throwing punches and uh, uh, weaving. Uh, and you may go ahead and add to your sheet two more prowess XP. There Ew. they are. And you know what happens when that when that uh, row gets filled up? You are halfway there. You get to add a dot somewhere under prowess. Oh, amazing! That is amazing. Uh, so, Valcos, uh, you know, he, while Juliet is out and kind of protecting the crew, Valcos <laughs> is perfecting his his honing his weapon, which is his body. Um, and so, I turn back to Juliet once more, Juliet. What is your second downtime activity?
3: Oh, now I really want to train, but I think I think I'm going to uh, indulge your vice to try and decrease some stress here because I think everything was too was so close to home. We did spark rides; like everything felt very personal here. So I think that it makes sense to just be stuck in the stress of it
1: yeah I think that um you want to get rid of stress before you go on another score' Because stress mm-hmm. is essentially your health meter during a score right oh uh, what your health meter would be in other games so um it's very important to get rid of it and so um your uh your vice uh is obligation right mm-hmm and um tell me a little bit about that
3: so i think I think it's being uh Essentially overcome by grief or letting the grief flow through her, like allowing the emotions to flow through. I, I imagine that there is some sort of abandoned area that she has chosen out. Of course, the body's body was taken out of Duskval, but where she has set up either a sort of makeshift grave or, or altar, some kind, you know, somewhere that she can visit um, and mourn. Her deceased, and sort of remind herself what she needs to focus on, and and how she needs to keep everything together, and who this is for, and why she's here, and and remind herself of that. But she, it, it's like all consuming for
1: for the day for her. Oh wow, I love this. So what a really cool version of the obligation vice is that <laughs> uh, Juliet is sort of addicted to mourning her partner, um, and so. Uh, so uh you uh you now find this grave and i also like that you said that you've had to set up this shrine yourself that your partner (laughs) has no grave out there in uh duskfall well no no one does i mean everybody is thrown into the the crematorium to prevent their spirits from infesting the city so you've set up a little shrine to your partner on your own uh perhaps your partner is out there somewhere as a spirit but you think not you think probably the spirit wardens claimed his body um, do I have the pronoun right uh, 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 let's go with her body okay perhaps the spirit wardens uh, claimed her body you, you you, can't be sure but you know that you mourn her mm-hmm. um, and so um, when you roll to uh, clear stress you by indulging your vice you roll your weakest attribute for you you have two attributes that are um, equally equally weak are one, <laughs> one die uh, one die worth of uh, a clearing of the uh, yeah. of the stress so oh, would you like to let's make it prowess just because it's one die just like resolve would be yeah and okay. tell me so you're kind of at this shrine just are you are you Are you sobbing, or are you... Yes,
3: and I think it's like the whole walk there is a walk that they used to take together, and everyone sees her all in black in her morning gear, and she wails the whole way along until she gets to the shrine, and, and then she cares for it, straightens everything up, makes sure it's clean, but it's just the tears just don't stop until it's all out of her, and then she finally goes home when there's nothing left to cry. Um,
1: incredible. Okay, uh, so you're going to, uh, clear stress equal to the highest die result you get on this one day roll. Okay. Now, you only have four stress. If you roll a five or a six, that means you're going to overindulge your vice oh. and something well. horrible will happen. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like we winning this. Uh, well... It's a tough game, but what I like is that it means that Juliet, if she overindulges, it means that you guys work with someone who sometimes goes into these fits of mourning for many <laughs> days at a time.
0: grief. Either hungover or mourning. Great. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's an interesting character. Alright, let's go ahead and roll. Let's see how you do. Oh.
3: Wait. Oh. Okay, okay, okay.
1: How'd we do? I rolled a two. So Uh, you rolled a two? Oh yes. uh yes, I see that. So you clear two of your stress. Very good. Perfect. Yeah, um, I was
3: so worried I was gonna over over grieve.
1: Yeah. Um so now you're at a, a little bit more of a more manageable stress level. You could you could possibly, I would say, go on another score with just two stress on your meter yeah. and not be too worried <laughs> of filling it up. So uh well done, Juliet. Uh, you spend uh, many hours grieving at the shrine of uh, your poor, poor fallen. What was her name? What was her name? We don't have to uh, share it now if you don't want to.
3: Okay, I'll get back to you with that. One. Okay, get back to us.
1: Um, she, she, she's lost to us for now. So, uh, and you haven't shared with your, uh, your crewmates uh, who this person was. It's mm-hmm. your secret. Um, and so now I turn. The only person with a downtime activity left is Valkos. And Valkos, before you choose your next downtime activity, I must tell you that you do have four stress. So you could do what Juliet just done did and uh indulge your vice. Or you could keep that four stress and uh train. Start a long-term project, acquire an asset. Oh God! Um, you can reduce <laughs> you can reduce heat for the crew, which wouldn't be a bad idea
0: either. And what happens if you get to like trauma level? By the way,
1: <laughs> right? So, um, uh, anytime you go down during a, uh, a score, and uh, I'm very loosely uh, quoting the rule here because I haven't, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, If you go down hard during a score by filling up on stress or by taking, you know, maximum harm, uh, when you come back, you will have a trauma uh, like cold, haunted, obsessed, paranoid, reckless, soft, unstable, or vicious, which affects how effective your character is. Right. Okay, Um, cool. um, Um, but, But you should know for more practical purposes... If during the next, so your stress won't go away, and if during your next score it gets all the way over there to trauma, your character is out of the out of the game at least temporarily. Okay. And you can,
0: and you can gain stress by every time you roll in like a desperate situation, right?
1: Um, you know, you're a little bit more in charge of how you gain stress. Generally, right, okay. like you do it by pushing and getting extra dice. Mm. You can gain stress by uh, assisting someone else, leading a group action. Um. Yeah, oh, flashbacks require stress. Okay. So it's a resource you need more of in order to be more effective during the score. In the
0: actual score, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm actually going to double down on training and I'm going to go for prowess again. <laughs>
1: right? Wow, amazing. Uh, mm. This guy, go ahead and fill in two more XP under prowess. Uh, and Valkos has just been bah, 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 just going
0: literally at that. just hounding at it doing yeah. it and, he, and it's almost like he thinks that this is helping him but it isn't it really isn't and it's probably even making noise and everyone's thinking what's going on and it's like he's just in his own madness but it isn't his voice so this is the thing so this is so yeah that's where he is that's where he's yeah. at the moment
1: he's in a bad he's kind of in a bad place he's in, in a an angry place, place. yeah he's in a very angry he hasn't place. lost any stress but he has gotten uh, a step closer to being more of a uh, more sleeker more effective killing machine so now let's do our XP, everybody. And, and first off, clear off like your load from last time and any items that you used from the score. We don't need those right now. Uh, and uh, let me get the character advancement up here. So uh, the first thing we should do is we should look at the crew and see how uh, how the crew has advanced. So I'm going to bring up the shadow sheet here. And this is a thing with. F- so are we on full rep
0: or no? Is
1: no, no. You, no, okay. you still have all these other little bars of rep oh, okay. that you need to fill up. Um, but uh, we can mark XP for crew advancement. So if we go down here to the bottom of the uh, of the sheet for the crew of shadows underneath all of their special abilities, um, we can see that crew advancement um, at the end of each session for each item below, mark one XP or instead mark two XP if that item occurred multiple times. Did they oh. execute a successful burglary, espionage, robbery, or sabotage operation? Yes, they did. I'm going to go ahead and mark an XP for that.
3: Is it? Was it both a burglary and a sabotage?
1: Oh, how very tricksy of you, mm-hmm. Josephine. That's uh, very, no, that's it very- was... It was just a it was just a robbery. Come on. You can't just because you destroy something on your way out doesn't make it a sabotage. Fine fine, um, fine, 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 fine. But uh but no, I expect players to do no less. Um <laughs> did you contend with challenges above your current station? I'm going to say <laughs> yes you did. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> did you bolster your crew's reputation? If we look at the top of the sheet, the crew's reputation is strange. Well, I told you by summoning a demon, you're definitely <laughs> leaning into that, so you gain XP for that. And Did you express the goals, drives, inner conflict, or essential nature of the crew? Because this was so in Juliet's storyline to go after the spark rights, I'm going to say yes to that as well. So oh, I'm lovely. giving you four XP. You earned every XP that you could on that job. So even though it was a clusterfuck of epic proportions, you did <laughs> okay. earn maximum XP from it. Don't appreciate the attitude, but okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's look at your individual characters and let's start with Josephine, uh, with, uh, Juliette rather, okay. um, so uh let's see where so she got xp for a a desperate prowess role uh that she made uh during the game but if you go down uh below her special abilities we see her playbook advancement so anytime she fills up this bar of xp under playbook um instead of getting another dot in her actions she gets a new special ability Wow. Mm, um, okay. So, um, let's see. Did you address a challenge with technical skill or mayhem? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Give yourself a point for that. Um, did you express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background? You definitely expressed I your background. Believe so. <laughs> yeah. Did you struggle with issues from your vice or traumas? No, you didn't. So, well,
3: didn't I have negatives from being hungover?
1: Oh, my God, girl, take another <laughs> XP. <laughs>
3: Thank you. Oh, wasn't hung over for nothing. That was very
1: clever of you. All right, so um, still quite a few more to yeah. check off before you earn that um, new special ability, but uh, for now, you've done you've done quite well. And so now we will go to Selyak um, Khan. Selyak.
4: Yes, we
1: we, we move down below the special abilities on the lower uh, left hand side of the sheet to your playbook advancement. Did you address a challenge with knowledge or arcane power? Absolutely, give yes, yourself summoning a demon. Yeah, you <laughs> give yourself. A I, and I would say that, that because
2: I did that more than once, potentially. Like, well, in it in it like using the key and summoning the demon and. Performing their ritual that maybe I marked two there since mm. it happened
1: multiple times. Well, okay. Uh yeah, go ahead and give yourself two. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um did you express your beliefs, drives, heritage, or background?
2: I think, yeah, my 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 background is of a of a religious and uncanny nature. So I think by <laughs> by attempting to control this
1: uh this entity from the great beyond yeah but you're a whisper so you could just every single time we have a score go well i did do magical stuff and i am magical so um i'm gonna say yeah
2: okay if we're gonna really really parse it then yeah
1: no nor did i the third one struggle with issues from my vice or trauma i think Mm -hmm. yeah i maybe just get the two well guess what i'm gonna give you three and here's why (laughs) You did, remember you did say that your background was in real estate law, and that yeah. you found uh. sacred sites, and that was how you managed to summon that demon, remember? You said uh-huh. you figured out a specific location.
2: Uh, from uh, from uh, my, my knowledge of civic history.
1: Yes. And um, zoning law. So I'm going to allow your zoning law uh, background came into it, so I'm going to allow mm-hmm. you 3 XP. And then finally... This was a sacred scythe, and now it is mixed-use tail warehouse. <laughs> yes. And finally, our four stress of Valkos. We yeah. go down to his XP, which is underneath his special abilities there. Um, did you address a challenge with violence or coercion? Yes, you certainly did. Give yourself an XP for that. Would
0: that count... Also, and I, the only because I don't think I did the others. I don't think I expressed my beliefs, drives, heritage, or background. And neither did I struggle with any vices. I was quite efficient and cold. But <laughs> the coercing, um, uh, the apothecary, apothe, 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 yeah, apothecary, apothecary, yeah, yes, like apothecarist
1: Yeah, would that be? Would that count? I'm gonna count it. Go ahead and give yourself. Okay. You amazing. Co- coercion once and violence and, and during the <laughs> score. So go ahead and give yourself two XP for that. Um, And so now we have dealt with XP. And so now we are in the free play portion of our game, Uh, meaning that (sighs) characters are no longer, uh, you know, just filling out downtime activities. They can do whatever they like. And so I open it up to the group. What do you do
0: next? I'm going to go visit Sawtooth. (sighs) Uh,
1: Very good. Okay, you go to uh, the... uh, rickety Garrett in uh, Six Towers where Sawtooth makes his office uh, and you can see that he's got a bunch of different uh, jars of salve open and he's doing some kind of experiment with them like trying to add more of a certain ingredient to them and he turns around and his face is as I said a patchwork of bruises big swollen uh, jaw and he's like ah Valco good to see you my friend <clears throat> Yes. You know, I I just uh, did a little work on your uh, your associate, uh, Mister Khan. He was very pleased with my work. Um, uh, I mean, I think he's going to be fully recovered in no time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent, source. excellent work.
0: Sawtooth, you um, you've got a bit of blood coming down your nose, and I go over to him and I just kind of wipe the blood. Ever so slightly. And I go, you did very good. I heard what they did to you. And I apologize. But sometimes uh. I feel maybe you talk too much.
1: No 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 no. I I I swear, Valkos, I, I I didn't say anything. I did I don't know anything. I mean what, no, what can I say?
0: You didn't say anything.
1: But you
0: know if you do <laughs> Our people, we take the tongue and hang it round the neck. But you, Sawtooth, I will never do such a thing, because I trust you.
1: Ah, well, that's good to hear, valcos I mean, we feel the same way. I, I trust you, and in fact, I... I, I, I I mentioned to your friend about how, you know, maybe you'd want to send a little more business my way, uh, you know, I, I'd i be able to help you better because I'd be able to afford better supplies. I wouldn't have to, you know, uh, go dredging into fungal gardens that uh, technically don't belong to me uh, to get some of the uh, ingredients I need for my salves and potions.
0: Yes. You need to do better next time. Uh- Give me a better job. Your job—silly, beat people up, cause too much pain. Next time, come with something more weighty, and I just leave. Something
1: weightier, something, uh, something that uh, is worth your time. Of course, yeah, I, I understand what you mean. Uh, yeah, I, 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 think I can find something like that. Good. Thanks, Falcos. Uh, I, 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 I promise, I'm going to do a great job for you. You'll see and <laughs> then I'm out I'm out of let's, there let's out actually there. let's actually see if uh, if a stupid stupid sawtooth can come up with a job for you guys <laughs> interesting okay Um. maybe he'll I'll pay a call on you later but uh, in cool. the meantime I'd like to know what uh Selic Khan is doing with his time. And, and and this is free play, so you guys can travel places together, do things mm. together, have scenes with each other if you'd like, or you can uh you know, just continue to kinda look up jobs and things like
3: that. I I feel like Juliet would hang around Celiak, especially after spending days mourning. She feels like I don't know, he's a bit of a, a, a holy man of sorts, of and she feels she wants more to be around connected. someone
1: positive, someone upbeat, <laughs> like Celia <laughs> Khan. Yeah, I so think she he wants
3: to feel like she might have a connection, a closer connection to those she I, lost, and he's so closely. And I think, he's, yeah, if you approach, I,
2: I, I mean, if you were walking the streets, keening with <laughs> grief. And, and coming and going in this way, every week. If you're just kind of like sidling up, and I think Celiac, yeah like wrapping bandages, soaking in this in this foul smelling ichor. Mm-hmm. But um, if you come, to me, it's like, Juliette,
5: I've heard you uh, many. I've heard your sorrowful, pitiable wail. Yes. when you walk abroad to the altars of your departed one whose lamented flesh has departed this plain it kindles in your spirit such a lachrymose clangor but there are those that could um, seek to find the spirit of the one that you have lost there is always a spark that remains if you seek there is a chance that you will find grief is perhaps only for yourself to soothe or to languish to drown in your sorrow but you can take action to reach out and touch them again. I could help you with this, if you wish.
3: You could show me how. You you could do this? Have you done this before?
5: I have communed with those who have passed on. You cannot be too long in Daskval without seeing their presence feeling their presence. But to find a particular one. Now this, this requires some skill.
3: Tell me what you need. I will get it.
5: I will need certain things. I will need a possession of theirs. Perhaps a scrap of them that remain. And I will need their name. Names of power.
3: Yes. She pulls out a locket and inside the locket there's like a little black and white photograph of her and um, it's of the two of them together and she hands it over to Seliak. This was hers, this this was um, this was Ophelia's.
5: Well, this was not Ophelia's. This is Ophelia's, and there is part of her that lingers in it still. Give me time to call to her, to find the appropriate appropriate place and time. Yes. She may not appear to you in the guise with which you are familiar. I hope you understand.
3: What, what do you mean? What, how What would she be?
5: When they return to move unseen among us, they perhaps will seek a vessel. Even those hulls that we destroyed recently contain the spirits of the departed we perhaps would need a vessel to contain Ophelia this could be a hull not unlike the one that uh, you destroy (sighs) or perhaps it could be someone
3: a person
1: And in fact, if I may, if I may, um, you do know that you do have one outstanding offer uh, that involves a spirit that has possessed a body. Um, There is a Mm -hmm. spirit uh, asking you to go on a job for you. That may be a way to find out a little bit more about the process of, uh, Mm -hmm. say, getting uh, a dead spirit to possess a body and remain remain stable inside of that body. Right.
5: This is a very delicate business and very dangerous, but... There is perhaps someone I could consult.
3: Yes. Please, please, please. I did not think any of this truly possible. I mean I I'd heard the stories, but I've I've never seen or, or met someone like this myself.
5: The people in Duskfall will tell you that the deep that the forces in the sea. Are just a resource, raw material to light a fire in our sky. They put their faith in science, but we who put our faith in something older know that if you have the right frame of mind, then anything is possible. May I keep? May I keep this for a time? May, may, Ophelia's locket to remain in my possession.
3: Yes, if you. Just keep it safe, please.
2: As if it were my own soul. And he tucks it on a, in his person and, like. It's like. A,
5: I believe there are things I must ask to my. my friend.
1: Of course, yes. So, um. Do uh, you have a place that you're going in mind there, uh, I mean, I think I've, it seems like we want to talk to Quellen and
2: convince them to let us, to let their, their, their patron be a little less mysterious. That in order to right, do this job, you wanted we want to, to talk to, know to this person, yeah. the ghost is.
1: Very good. Um, uh, before we go to do that, I want to ask Valkos. Valkos, do you have something uh, you have planned next, or would you like to go along no, on this I'll, uh, I'll... this visit to the witch? Or... I think, I think I'll, yeah, I'll
0: go along with the team, but I have no idea what the plan is or what's going to happen. <laughs> Very I don't good. know why we're going. I'm just following blindly.
1: Um, so you find yourselves at uh, Quellen's Cottage, uh, and... Um, she, uh, she uh, beckons you in and, uh, it's like, so you've thought about it. You've decided to help the spirit. Yes? Salford's Bank. Yes? Yes.
5: Ah. With We, this... However, you have been so kind as to offer us this proposal. Allow us to answer with a proposal of our own. That we... Understand the value of remaining mysterious and unseen. But we also understand the value of trust between interested parties. And we will take this job if. if I say we know who it is we are doing this labor for. Yes?
1: Very well. I. I suppose I could. Asked them to arrange a meeting, but I, I must say, uh, uh, you know, it's uh, quite dangerous for a spirit uh, in a, a human body in Duskfall. Uh, why they are, um, they are criminals uh, for uh, the arraignment that they wear. <laughs> if you uh, take my meaning, um, it, it, he may not agree, not agree to meet with you.
5: I have made study of the law myself and think this one particularly unjust. But no matter the danger, he will find in us no judgment.
1: Very well. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead and cut to a little while later when you receive word back from uh, Quellen that uh, this person that wants to hire you, this deceased person that wants to hire you, is willing to meet you uh, in the shadow of Rowan House on Rowan Way uh, that very night. Oh, shit.
0: Shall we? While I do, I'm going to just pull um, Juliet aside and be like, If I'm correct, you're being led by Loss. Loss? Loss? Yes. Mm. Never ends well. And I just keep walking with the team.
1: <laughs> Very good. Um, you come uh, uh, into the shadow of Rowan House, which is here in Six Towers, one of the largest structures. It's actually an old cas- castle. I mean, it is a castle, like straight out of a medieval uh, storybook with towers and a drawbridge and a moat um, and it is still inhabited by the very powerful Rowan family uh, but you are across the moat uh, in the shadow of the house on the street known as Rowan Way uh, and uh, as you all stand there uh, waiting uh, to meet someone uh, beside a big ironwork fence um, a uh, you notice uh, a, a derelict person uh, someone, uh, experiencing, uh, down-and-outedness, uh, kind of, uh, shuffling toward you, uh, dragging their feet with, like, a limp, uh, and, uh, finally they arrive near you, uh, and the person pulls back their cloak, and what you see beneath is not the visage of someone, like, caked in grime, who's been living hard on the street, but uh, someone who looks like that they should be quite well off their mustache has been uh, manicured uh, and uh, uh, the hair is quite short uh, and even the clothes are a fine make underneath the the, the rags um, that they grabbed Uh, and he looks at each of you and it's like uh, he moves his head with purpose first to Selyak Then to Juliet, and then to Valkos. And he is like, I am speaking to the remnant, yes? Most perceptive. Mm. And to whom do we have the pleasure of speaking? Uh, I am. Let's actually use a name out of the book.
3: Uh, he he doesn't give up. Bis- he looks human though. like, would we be able to be like, oh, that's a ghost in a body?
1: Like, you know, like- um, actually, he looks completely human. That is a okay. very good question, and that and I will answer it. Thus, he is completely human-looking in every way. Uh, here we go, Camelin. My name is Camelin. Camelin Savoy. Ooh. Well, At least, that's the name of this flesh that I wear.
3: And what huh. is your name? Your real name? For well, now,
1: I would keep that a secret. There are of power course. in names, as I'm sure you well know, especially for someone like me. Right. Uh, 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 and his face starts to shake. And for a second, you just get the superimposed image of another face there, just for a moment. And the other face isn't quite so finely manicured. It doesn't have quite such a patrician brow. It doesn't have quite such a coiffed and uh, put together uh, demeanor as the face that uh, he currently wears. Something savage about the face, beneath the face. Yes, Camel and Savoy will do Some things that belong to me Are being kept in Saltford's bank I am being told That I may not have access to those things I understand why I no longer possess The identity Necessary to access them So I will have you take them for me There'll be plenty in that deposit box for us to divvy among ourselves. Shall we say four coin reward for you to do this thing for me?
3: Hmm. S- side
1: question, Jared. How yeah. much
3: coin does it take to, like, upgrade or, you know, like, when we get enough uh, rep like to then upgrade the tier? Like, how much does that cost? Just so we get an idea of yeah, the value. Jobs. The value. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. I'm gonna answer. I'm gonna answer your question thusly. Okay, this is how the different payoffs are described. Mm. Two coin, a minor job, several full purses. Four coin, a small job, a strong box. Six coin, a standard score, decent loot. Eight coin, a big score, serious loot. I think this guy, I, I think, is lowballing you.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it seems. Okay.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna kind of go up to him and be like,
0: and look like really deep in his eyes and try and be like, try and almost like see him. I'm like, you know, I commune with you people, the ones who are stuck here for stupid reasons. And what I realize is that your jobs are simply to make us join you. So, I think I speak for me and my acquaintances when I say I think you're trying to fuck us. (laughs) Four coin, make it eight, or I will want to see your head truly under that hood
1: (coughs) no Um, no you drive a hard bargain but I will say this I am not in this state because of a stupid mistake sir I don't believe I've had the honor of your name I am not here because I have made an error perhaps I am in this state because I sought Immortality. So remove my head, Cutter, and I'll go get a new one. Hmm. Six coin. Ah, uh, now we're talking.
0: I like him. I do.
5: Here, uh, it is a uh, good when
2: um, we can discuss things civilly (laughs) by
1: the way you guys are like a a, a park bench there are people moving about on the street (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, there are electric (laughs) lights around uh, great and perhaps um,
5: also when our association comes to its fruition we can have further conversations about the techniques that you have Employed to uh, maintain your current
1: situation.
3: Please.
1: Do we understand each other? He looks to Juliet, who just said please, and he's like, You've lost someone. Yes. Hmm. Well, I would give you this counsel, madam. let go they're gone I'm not the man I was when I was alive even if the person that you miss still exists somewhere out here in the ether chances are they haven't had the strength of will to maintain their psyche as I have
3: no you did not know her
1: We can talk about uh, techniques perhaps later. Perhaps if I am greatly pleased with how the job went Selyak Khan. Then, do you th- will you do this thing for me? I kind of look at my
2: compatriots.
5: You have been so kind as to Show yourself to us in good faith. We will do this thing for you.
1: Listen to me. You have the box number. Please repeat it to me now. <laughs> of course. I have it in
2: here
5: through a mnemonic <laughs> device.
1: One yes. nice official
2: finds seven. I think us nine to go. Excellent. Safe deposit box 190578. 192. Totally off the dome, not <laughs> written down.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Do not presume that you're in there for a free for all. Don't bungle this by getting greedy. Get into Saltford's, get the safe deposit box, and get out, and I'll see that you're rewarded. Oh. Undo
5: violence, wreckage, getting greedy. This is not <laughs> <the> our way.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Well, there's word on the street that someone took on a caravan of uh, electroplasm that was headed for the spark rides facility. And that was quite messy. Mm.
0: Yes. And there's also uh, word s- that they summoned the <laughs> demon. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: but of demon. course... But nothing like that will be necessary for uh,
2: this um, particular endeavor. So let us uh, put off uh, hypotheticals and uh, tales of who or what ever did
5: this
1: other uh, uh, employment. I will meet you here in two days' time. Um, And he covers himself in his ratty blanket again and begins to shuffle away. Uh, limping uh, into the fog. Good evening to you, Mr. Savoy. So, this is a big job. Uh, this is a big job <laughs> with a nice payoff. I mean, uh, a standard score, decent loot. So, um, what you may do now is you may do what are called information gathering roles to maybe find out more about it. Uh, and we're also in free play, so if you want to just kind of some other thing that your character would do now is the time to do it so uh let me just throw it to the players again uh what would you like to do uh. we can't um like
0: participate in our in our vices and gain stress you know we can't do that unless we are doing it in mm-hmm. downtime right
1: that's right, and, and cool. the, the reason, uh, the, you know, the rationale is that it takes a long time to indulge right. your vice properly, a couple of days, and so you've already, we've already set kind of a timeline mm. here. Mm. Uh, I,
2: I know, I have a idea, I don't know, um. Go for it. I would like to, um, follow an employee of the bank. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and try to, and just like, just haunt their steps and I want to see if I can get leverage on somebody.
1: Interesting. Um, so you want to gain uh, information about uh, employees of the bank, right? Exactly. So it would be sort of a gather information role. Um, mm-hmm. And what uh, when you gather information, um, you get to choose an action that you're using to gather the information. You could even wreck or skirmish in order to gather information. Say if you were like busting heads until the underworld talked to you about a certain, in, you know. Um, but what action would Celiac like to use um, in order to in order to uh, gather information here? Um hmm person. Yeah. Uh
2: Oh, I'm I'm actually kind of maybe changing this on the fly, thinking more about Celiac's background <laughs> as a uh, real estate <laughs> law sort of yes. person. Yeah. I might use survey, not necessarily to gather information about the the um, employees, but about the building itself.
3: This is what I was going to do, so I that's wanna, great. You should do that.
2: I want to know about the... I want to know its history. Find blueprints. Uh, yes. This sort of thing.
1: Yeah, now you could study to find blueprints as well. I mean, any action can be used to do anything, but um, you're going to survey, so yeah. you're going to kind of uh, walk the building, case it. I'm casing uh, it. You're casing it. A, cla- a classic casing uh, <laughs> is in the offing here. Uh, very good. Um, so I will tell you all about Sulford's Bank. I will start by telling you that it's in the docks district. Um, so if we look at our Duskball map, hmm. we can see that the docks are kind of there, uh, you know, right near White Crown, where your, mm-hmm. you guys make your hunting ground uh, over the North Hook Channel. Uh, and, uh, you know what, let's go ahead and put a pin on this map for, uh, Salford, since we are going to be targeting it, and I'll go ahead and place a pin down here for Saltford's. uh, and, uh, what you were told, uh, before is that this is a bank that's used by sailors, uh, it's a private bank, um, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, put Saltford's right there onto our map um, and I'm going to even read to you about it right out of the book one of the great things about Blades in the Dark is that it has every location you could possibly ever need every NPC you could possibly ever need I mean, it is a campaign setting and a rule book all in one and they get that done in a little over 300 pages um, Saltford's Bank a squat stone building that houses one of the more notorious private banks in Duskwall being so close to the docks, Saltford's has faced many gangs of whiskeyed sailors that decided to turn to robbery as a new line of work and <laughs> defeated them all. Sometimes even hanging oh, the corpses mm. from their lamp posts oh, as discouragement to the next pack of drunken fools. And oh, in fact, great. when you get there, uh, <laughs> there are in fact corpses hanging from their lamp posts. Uh, they must have had a recent problem with some would be burglars. Um, and, uh, let's see how much that, that's what you get for free. That's just publicly known. Let's roll survey and tell me how you do.
2: Here we go. And, and I assume this is maybe a controlled sit- position?
1: Oh, thank you. Or this is controlled uh, controlled for uh, I'm going to say standard effect. Yeah, um, it's not illegal to go walking around outside ooh. of Sulfur's. Ah, and he wow. earns a six, yes. ladies and gentlemen, meaning yes. a full success. And so, um, I'm going to allow you to just That's ask great. me a couple, uh, ask me a couple questions, and I will answer them honestly.
2: A couple questions, okay? Um, great. Uh, is there a? Uh, yeah. um... <laughs>
3: No pressure.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> What's
3: the bank cold again? <laughs> yeah, if, if
1: I was gonna rob, uh, we are no, no, don't in? worry. You got a um, six, so I'm not gonna go. Uh, if you go, do I ask them now? I'm not gonna be like that was one question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do that to <laughs> you. <laughs> I,
2: I mean, I feel like the, the the if you were looking at blueprints and sur- and surveying and looking at it, you'd be seeing if there was a uh, like a weak point. Like, mm-hmm. is there? Is there a chimney piece that one could right. go down? Is there a like a sewer line that runs Entry nearby? Points. Is yeah. there a, is there a window that maybe doesn't have bars on it? Is so, I'm asking, I'm probing for weaknesses.
1: Yeah. So, um, in line with the uh, in line with the talk you had about the workers earlier, you notice that there is sort of this big building uh, tacked onto the back. And that building is where all of the workers in Saltford's Bank make their home. Mm. Uh, so that uh, even going from home and from work, they just walk through heavily locked doors into their own domicile. But that that building must necessarily have a door to the outside because these people do have to be able to leave sometimes. And so that would be one of the uh, very few entrances into Salford's is through this sort of tenement that's kind of tacked onto the side of it. Um, and this tenement also has security. Uh, its security uh, is is not so much in the way of heavy bolted iron doors with powerful locks as it is with big men wielding clubs. Uh, and so um, that's just one one sort of entrance that I can kind of list for you you know the tenement also it, it can be approached from above you could get to the roof there are windows up there um, they're not quite as heavily bolted as the bank uh, would be so there's a lot of ways into the tenement but I'm okay. going to allow you to ask more questions if you'd like that's just the the most obvious uh, weak point okay um,
2: I uh, uh if this goes beyond the, the scope of survey but now I want to probe for weaknesses in people. Yeah. Like if I go, if I walk into the bank and like inquire about making a deposit while looking around like um, do, am I seeing anyone who looks partic- like disgruntled, sleepy
1: um, uh, checked out uh, Very interesting question. One thing I will tell you is that you see some clientele who are uh, of a higher order than you'd normally find down in the docks. It Seems like even people from Brightstone uh, across the river or across the uh, the channel in Wh- in White Crown might even uh, hold some things here. Uh, perhaps assets uh, that they don't want other people finding out about. Mm-hmm. Um, this would be where your uh, you know your offshore account, uh, your the Duskval version of that, might be held, and so. Um, what you notice are um, a lot of different um, uh, fancy boys and fancy ladies uh, kind of come through here every day. And uh, often they employ security to get them in here because they don't want to just go waltzing through the docks mm-hmm. uh, section of town unprotected. Okay. Um, and you see them complaining, uh, you know, um, asking for uh, privileges uh, of the, the clerks and the cashiers. Uh, and uh, Salford's uh, meets those meets those requests to an extent. Like they do have like a little sitting area where someone could enjoy a pipe while they wait. Uh, where they will be fed uh, a, a, a possibly, uh elegant uh, mushroom tea uh, while they wait instead of an algae tea. Uh, but um, okay. uh, they do have hard and fast rules for who can be let into what areas and all of the, the quality clientele must remain out with the rabble out in the common uh, the common room.
2: Okay, all
1: right. Um, and I'm going to allow one more question. Hmm. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh,
3: hmm. C- could you, you, you find out... A, 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 you yeah, pitch, if someone pitch, else pitch, has one, please. that'd be could great. Could you find out about their lockboxes, like what it's stored in, like... It, yeah. Is it, you know, from, like... Yeah, from the when, survey,
2: would I know, yeah, the location of their bank of safe deposit boxes.
1: Right, so um, the quality clientele that use the safe deposit boxes are never let into the area where all of the safe deposit boxes are located. Instead, they bring uh, with them uh, a little charm that has the number on it. Uh, it's like okay. literally around like a, a, a little dongle. Um, and that is the thing that lets you into your safe deposit box that and like you kind of you know sign some documents and they check your signature that it matches the last time you were there uh, but that little dongle uh, is that little chip is how you are, uh, uh, unlock your safe it's a, it's also a key and so you're never let into the room with all the safe deposit boxes instead the box is brought out to you oh, out the, in the okay. sitting in the room
2: but you, you the client
1: already possess the dongle. That's right. You all are already possess the chip that but you must key? The lock and key? Yeah, I, I, let's, call, let's call it a key, because that is what okay. it is. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, you... Uh, you uh, need to give me one more roll, though. I want to see uh, how surreptitious and unnoticed you were in doing this, uh, my oh, friend, okay. Selyak Khan. Great. What action mm. would you use to... Uh, I'd be smooth and unnoticeable in this uh, casing. Prowl. Very good. Uh, give me a prowl roll. All right. And this is right. risky for standard effect. Okay. Here we go.
4: Oh
2: god
1: damn it. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay.
1: So, I'm noticed um, it
2: immediately thrown in jail.
1: No, you're not no. you're not immediately thrown in jail, but the the cashier's definitely get uh, fed up with the fact that you're not actually you don't have any coin <laughs> or right. anything valuable to put in there, but you did describe earlier that your character is like trying to make a deposit and then mm-hmm. I think you kind of you kind of uh you got wishy-washy about it and then walked out. and well, they opened
2: uh, an account? Uh, mm, I am not knowing that the security <laughs> here
1: is precisely what I need. Well, where are you taking me? <laughs> like. The cashiers, the cashiers. What's funny about it is like you know in other parts of the city, cashiers would be cashier clerk types, um, but here they're all like these huge thugs. <laughs> Who are also wearing like little spectacles and like visors uh, and uh, all the accoutrement of someone who has to work in an office environment in a Victorian-style world, but they are an- enormous, like muscled, like apes uh, who are uh, who are talking to you. And as Celyak walks out, two of them exchange a glance about him. Um, and so now uh, we have come almost to the end, but I do not want to. Uh, I do not want to forbid. Valcos or Juliet to uh, to do some sort of casing or or even an action unrelated. Maybe there's some one last thing you want to do before you go on a score. So, let me mm. know if you have anything like that. And if you don't, you can just go, no, Jared, I am raring to get to the score. <laughs> uh, and we will do that in the next episode. But um, tell me, Juliet or Valcos, any final business?
0: I think uh. I would have actually gone to the bank, sorry, and I probably would have just I would have looked at the two security guards, and I think I, I think Valkos just would have looked at them and kind of gone up close to both of
3: them. Oh, like, man.
0: What does it take to get a job here? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's not easy. For example, uh, you, my friend, don't have the right blood.
0: Blood. Oh. We lead the same blood what do you mean
1: my brother here and my brothers in there aren't really looking to add any new body, anybody new to the family
3: ooh yeah uh,
0: i have a proposition <laughs> <laughs> if i can take you and you <laughs> And throw in another one of your brothers too. You'll at least interview me for a job.
1: We have a job to do here, and it doesn't involve kicking around trash like you in the street. Ah I can smell that. Now like if you want to come inside and fear. try to steal something inside, then mm. I'll kick your ass for you.
0: No, not interested in stealing. I simply want a job here.
1: Move on, man.
0: Understandable. And as I pat him, I, I, like, I, so this is the thing, right? Is there any way I could get, like, a key from him or use my sleight of hand because I'm quite up close to this guy now oh, in wow. order to try
1: and actually, you know, take something <laughs> from him? I mean, it feels like we're in the score proper. This is hardly a gather of information. <laughs> But I tell you something, if you want to try a, 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 a role to uh, see what you can pickpocket from this guy, it feels like the kind of thing scoundrels do, so I'm going to allow it. Okay. Uh, what, what action would you like to use? Finesse, baby. All right, let's see what you get from this guy. Oh, wow. Okay, what is the position? <laughs> uh, the position is, uh, I'm going to say, Risky. Okay. Uh, and it will have it will have a limited effect, meaning you can't just go, I'm definitely getting a key. Limited mm-hmm. means you get exactly whatever he has on him that I give you. Okay. All right. Are, are we ready for this? Mm-hmm. Yep.
3: Oh, my God. Um,
1: it's a failure. Uh, and so... Um, a two, a three, and a one. one. These guys uh, catch you in the act and they're oh. like, all right, that's it. Uh, and then a fight occurs. Uh, oh, no. And, um, uh, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Let's see how it goes.
3: Uh, we, we we forgot about resistance last time. I just want to remind. Oh, if, if
1: that's right. If you'd like, you can resist the consequence, which uh, what I'm saying is a lost opportunity here. Like, okay. um, not only ha- you could resist this, Abu, you would take stress Your character would take stress, or your character can just deal with the fact that these guys are now uh, trying to fight you. I'm happily ready to fight (laughs) these
0: people and use my special ability of not to be trifled with.
1: Right. In fact, you're kind of going to have to use that special ability. Could you read that special (laughs) ability for me?
0: So I can push myself to do one of the following. Perform a feat of physical force that verges on the superhuman or engage a small gang of on equal footing in close combat. So
1: that is what you're doing, that second part. Engaging a small gang in equal footing in close combat. Unfortunately, pushing yourself means that you must give yourself two more stress. Okay. And that makes your character very dangerous to to go on a score (laughs) later. Uh, In fact, we might even need to think about retiring your character temporarily. But for now, let's just see how this skirmish goes. You take that two stress... And uh, of course, more brothers pour out of the bank. Uh, you're taking on four guys at once. Uh, I would have said that you could only have limited success in, in, in whatever action you use to mess with them right now. But because you've used your special ability, this is going to be a standard effect, whatever you do right now. But it is risky. Uh, and what I'm going to say is um, it's risky because I think that you can take harm right now. You could take level one harm from this so okay. um uh these guys come pouring out of the bank they carry they all carry this exact same type of like little baseball bat truncheon, Interesting. Uh, and they all just like come at you all i mean they know how to fight together like brothers and they all like take <laughs> they all kind of try to start flanking you and come at you uh simultaneously what action are you going to use skirmish all right and uh would you like any extra dice um what for more stress well, no, I'll give you a Devil's Bargain Oh <laughs> Okay, what's the Devil's, alright, go on, remind me what a Devil's Bargain is again a Devil's Bargain says I'm gonna make a deal with you I'll give you an extra die right now But then I, I think that the Devil's Bargain in this case is Um, if you fail, I'm gonna give you level 2 harm, not level 1 harm I'm gonna
0: roll the die Alright, here we go so how Are many dice is the that? Bonus? Are you that's doing the four. devil's bargain? That's that's oh. Yeah. I'm, uh, that's, so I've got a bonus die. So that's four I'm going to roll. Are you ready?
1: Here Dang. we go. Four dice. And he doesn't get a six. He
3: gets
1: a uh, But he does get a five and a four? four. So you do succeed. So you don't take level uh, one or two harm. You succeed, but all with right, a complication. Um, you kick their ass. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> but uh, the authorities are going to show up pretty soon, uh, and more brothers are going to start pouring out of the bank, so, so you realize that you have to make a break for it. And the I, complication I, is... Yeah. Go on. The complication is that Valkos is now very well known to sulford's <laughs> Bank.
4: <laughs> oh, Great. shit.
1: Okay. That's fine. Uh,
0: what I'm going to do then is I am literally just going to be like, I just wanted a job and book it.
1: <laughs> uh, and so we will, uh, close tonight's episode, uh, as, uh, Valco's Valkos runs down the street with, uh, a bruised, battered, uh, club, truncheon swinging, uh, brothers shouting after him, calling him names in every language in the shattered aisles. Uh, and uh, this this score gets off to a auspicious start. <laughs> what is going to happen when they try to steal from the bank proper? Find out on our next episode. Uh, until then, I want to say thank you to these stellar players who bring so many amazing scenes. Juliet's character is really kind of blowing my mind and like the the morning thing and how it connects (laughs) to celiac and everything i loved that scene so thank you josephine mcadam thank you ross bryant thank you abu salim for being here uh tonight and thank you listeners thank you viewers uh for tuning into the glass cannon we'll have more haunted city and another big score in our next episode good night (laughs)